It takes money. Maybe she's been ordered to stab me in the head. Let's just replace all doors with naked women pictures. It's all about the dados, baby. Don't make me any more vulnerable than I already am. <laughs> Maybe side boob or something. Away, Seaboat! Away, Seaboat. Insane ramblings. Hey everyone, this is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings. Insane Ramblings. <laughs> I don't know if that's as cool with the delay. Oh, and I just got a text message. All right, well, <laughs> while Vicky ignores me and texts away, I will introduce the episode. We have a very nothing episode for you, and good night. <laughs> and we're pretty much done here. I just got a text message and see ya. <laughs> well, I think it was one of our most succinct episodes so far, if anything. <laughs> People are probably quite thankful. <laughs> More thankful than we'll ever realise. Not as funny, interesting or long-winded, but we uh, hammered home the point and thankfully I've got a free evening now, so... That's nice, and I've got a text message, so that'll take, you know, three seconds to read, probably. <laughs> well, we've all got things to do. Is there uh, anything that you want to read out online? Is it an interesting text message, or are you distracting yeah, us again? Especially. Sorry, it's quite personal. I can't really read it. <laughs> well, that's all the more reason to read it out. Is it got some uh, sms kit? No, this person required, replied quite rapidly, and they actually replied twice. So wow, Kino. I know. We had I keep getting messages from one of my friends, and it's one of those things where I text you, and then he won't text me back for like half an hour, and I text straight back, and then it's still like another half an hour between replies. Ah, oh, I hate that so much, Dan. It's like, do you reply the text message and then? open the window and throw your phone out? I don't understand that at all. Yeah, it's like, I know you're it's like there. like you just had the phone in your hand. Exactly. Yeah, right. Or like what? when someone, you just miss the call and call them straight back and they don't answer. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing in those 15 seconds that I took to reply that is so important that you can't read and reply to my text message? Yeah, I know. Oh, that really bothers me. I've got a friend who like will receive the text message, read it, and then be like, uh, I'll reply later. Yeah, so that's the annoying thing. You, I want a spy camera on these people so I can see if they actually read my message and get distracted or if they're in the situation where they're like, this message needs perfect crafting. I'm going to spend the rest of my afternoon writing Ben the perfect reply just so he knows that I've thought this message well, not through. even that. I think they read it and they're like, eh, I'll get to it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've it, got a lot of nothing to do. I suspect that the perfectly crafted message isn't the usual way of thinking. It's more like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it later. Right now I've got to eat these Cheetos. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I'm watching TV. I'll do it later. That's like, ah, but I'm sitting here waiting for you to write back. Particularly to someone you really have that you have feelings for. Yeah, but in that case, we've discussed the sweat out so that in, then it could be intentional. I hate, oh, I don't think so. I don't think men intentionally sweat people out, do they? I don't know. Like, I've been in the situation before where I'll be playing a video game and I'll get a text mid game and I'm like, all right, I'll just quickly get to the next level or whatever and reply. And then it's like an hour later, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to reply. <laughs> so there is the unintentional sweat out, but uh, 
yeah, usually I'm quite on it, especially if I've just texted someone and they text me straight back. Yeah, I'm usually right on it. But then both of us are single, so maybe that's saying something about that method. It's okay, Vicky. I'll I'll reply to your personal emails quite quickly. But my impersonal emails will take a while. Well, I got shit to do. <laughs> if it's a group message, might be a few days. Especially, what? Well, how do you feel about the group message, but with the changed name, so it looks like it's personalized, and then maybe you read a few paragraphs in, or a few you know sentences in, and then you kind of get the feel that this doesn't pertain directly to me. And so you can kind of gauge that maybe they've cheated you a little bit. The fact that someone's just written a message in and deleted, hey, everyone, and written, hey, Ben. Yeah, so maybe they put the uh, just your email in the to address bar. And so it looked like, hey, it's just to me. But then secretly but what they... what does it say, like, hey, you or something? No, 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 like, it says, hey, Ben, but it's not oh, like... okay, it's like getting a, a letter from your principal in the... Names changed, but the signature's photocopied or something. Yes, that's a pretty similar situation we're talking here. With even the <laughs> principal scenario, you're not really expecting him to write you an individual letter, though. With this email, yeah. like, sometimes you can get tricked, especially With your on... your friends or your girlfriend, you usually do. Well, especially on these big, long-winded holiday emails, that seems to be the key time when people do this. Oh, see, I don't pretend. Mine are obviously to everybody. But that's what I'm saying. That's good. That's a good email etiquette. But when you get like I find this... it's best to be honest. Like I'm sending this to several people. Don't yeah, so you... to read and reply. So you're on my side with this one. You're not one to fake out the uh, group email to try and get points. Uh, no, not usually. I don't think so. Yeah, that's good. I'm just putting that out there that the internet should be aware that that's not cool. It's group email to everyone. <laughs> be aware, users of the internet, that email might not be as much for you as you think it is. Well, it seems like they're doing it to try and get points, right? Or get replies, maybe? Yeah, that's true. But, I mean... Make you feel good? I don't know. Well, yeah, initially it's like, to Ben, wow, they went out of their way to write me personally this right. letter. Me this really long-winded email. Yeah, but then you get halfway through and you're like, no, they didn't. <laughs> you bastard. And then I'd say that almost puts you down further than when you began. <laughs> you feel like crap. Trick. Yeah, exactly. I don't like to be tricked, especially after the initial good feeling that you get from seeing the two Ben. Oh, oh, they were to write me three pages there. That's nice. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the I conversation. I hate pasta. Why would they tell me this long-winded story about how much I like pasta? <laughs> well, if that's what you're all writing holiday emails about, then maybe it's better that you don't personalise them all. I don't write holiday emails anymore. You kind of realise that people don't care? Well, anyway, speaking of those long, finely crafted emails, it seems like <laughs> with work lately, I was writing a sick day excuse letter. <laughs> a letter or an email? Just an email. Not. It wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't as long-winded. Like, I'm hoping you'd be back at work by the time it took them to get a letter. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it old school, and uh, I wasn't going to send it express. That costs extra. See, me and Caitlin were talking about long-distance relationships the other day, and we're like, maybe that's why they used to work so much better in the past. Because like, you had to send letters. It's not like you could call every day. You don't really have anything to say each day. A few months would go by between letters, so probably quite a bit of stuff had happened to you to talk about. Yeah, it was kind of romantic in the war days, where it'd be like, oh, I just got a letter from my sweetheart back home. I can't wait to hear what she's got to say in three months. <laughs> by the time that you, you receive her letter, 
and then she receives your letter back. You got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about finally. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you're only apart for like three years, that's only like six letters you've got to pass between you. Yeah. And now, like, what did you do? Oh, well, we tried to Skype last night and that didn't work. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. All right. Uh, good luck with the rest of your life. And <laughs> I promise I won't cheat on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also probably a lot easier to avoid getting caught cheating in those long-distant relationships 50 years ago because now we've got all these records of the technology. People are looking through an SMS and find the uh, evidence back in those days. It was a lot more difficult to uh, get caught, I'd suspect. (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe there's a lot of old-timey cheating devices that we never knew about. Yeah, I believe the... uh, first official gramophone recording was a uh, sex tape (laughs) that Edison got busted for. Paris Hilton's great grandma. (laughs) Oh, scandal. (laughs) Because I had to write this email to work just trying to, you know, explain my situation. I was writing like a pretty long paragraph and then at the end I'm just like, wait a minute, it's so much more believable if I don't tell this whole story. Yeah, I think a sick email should be as short as possible. You're too sick to type. That's true. But uh, are you you giving (coughs) your example sickness cough now? Yeah, I thought I'd give it a go to see if I could get out of the podcast. I don't believe you. I've already heard you Skyping earlier. It's too late now. Damn it. Dad, (laughs) you suck. Why did you call me as soon as I came online? Sucker. But yeah, like I ended up just deleting practically my whole message and just saying, oh, yeah, I can't come in today. And it wasn't like I was making up an excuse. I had a legitimate excuse. But it felt that the longer the message was, the faker it was sounding. I think the more detailed your story is, the faker it sounds. I guess there's, like, some in-between amount of detail. I haven't quite found that barrier where it's, like, maybe just, like, one or two facts. I think it's more believable the less you say. I don't think it's a middle ground. Okay. Maybe with partners there's middle ground, but with work, I think it's the less you say, the more believable. Well, whenever someone is away from work, we just get sent one email from one of our bosses saying so-and-so isn't coming in today. But I kind of wonder if everyone else is on the same wavelength as us or that he occasionally just gets these massive explanations of, oh, I can't come in today, my dog was sick, and my car exploded, and my grandma's on her <laughs> deathbed. Because I'd be so interested to read that collection of emails of just people's bullshit excuses, or even legitimate excuses, but over-explained. Yeah, my brother used to be on the board that did it at the university for like people who wanted to resit their exams, oh, and it nice. sounded so interesting. Yeah. Do you have any uh, yeah. stories of excuses that he passed along? No, of course not. You can't tell me that. But it just seems like the most interesting job ever. Like, can you imagine all the sorts of stuff that people would pull to try and get out of exams? It'd be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. The world's most creative bunch of people at avoiding things are students. Yeah, especially if you come up with this massive excuse and then it's to get out of an English exam. And you're like, well, you just wrote me this essay. Just do that on the day. Yeah, why don't you just come? Yeah. <laughs> if the topic had been why I don't want to sit my exam, this would be an A+. plus. <laughs> yeah, that, there's the thought. But uh, I've been having like an interesting time at work lately because uh, i kind of just given up wearing my work uniform. And so... Uh, like you're a very interesting co-worker. Well, no, so far no one's really said anything. On the upside, if you keep doing that, you won't need to keep calling in sick. Well, that's what I figure. There's, you know, an upside to everything. (laughs) But uh, 
it's kind of funny because I don't work in IT, but for whatever reason, IT seems to be the one area that gets away with wearing more casual clothes. Yeah, I think it's because no one really knows what they do. So it's like, oh, I'm not really sure what they're doing down there. Maybe it requires a high level of comfort. Well, that's what I think. I mean, why not get everyone <laughs> on the high level of comfort? Make everyone as comfortable as possible. Get some kind of I, massage chair slash too well hammock section. Go on. I hate massage chairs. They're so painful. <laughs> or maybe you just had some bad experiences. But I'm sure they're not all bad. Well, obviously, yes. I haven't had some good experiences that led me to that conclusion. Do you like massages in general? Yeah. I'm not the Grinch that stole loose muscles. <laughs> well, maybe what you need is some kind of actual massage chair that's basically people massaging you when you sit down. Well, that's not so much a chair, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Just a chair, a massage uh, chair that simulates the actual really feeling rather than the simulated vibration massage chair effect. Yeah, rather than, rather than simulating a pain. Yeah, that's the problem, Vicky. You put it on the pain setting. Yeah. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, so IT gets away with it. I'd be all for everyone being as comfortable as possible. But since I don't have control over the whole office, I'm just doing me. And so far, working out quite well. <laughs> You're being the change you want to see in the world? Yeah, maybe just people can follow my example. And uh, I, I don't started think... vegetarianism, so you decided to start casual clothes wearing. Yeah, exactly. So uh... suppose you pick what's important to you. But the funny thing is, IT seems to be able to get away with it. And I'm not in IT, but apparently everyone thinks I am. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's just because all of a sudden I've started wearing less formal clothes. Oh, or... so you're in an IT uniform. They're like, he's in casual clothes. His job must be something that requires casual clothes. I've heard that IT is that kind of job. Yeah, well, it seems like that is the way people's minds work or it's just the fact that I'm in a similar field to IT. I do, like, the multimedia side of things. So it's along those lines. So where... you use a computer. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> It's equally confusing in that I assume most people don't really know what I do. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, but it's funny because since I've started doing this, everyone's like, why are you wearing casual clothes? Oh, right, you're in IT. I'm like, well... Have they actually said that? So many people. Everyone just, like, makes that remark. They ask me why. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, because you're in IT. <laughs> They legitimately have started asking the question. I can't believe you're getting away with this. Well, it's, it's not only people at work. Very few people at work have questioned this, but uh, yes. I okay. assume that a lot of them either don't give a shit or are thinking on the same wavelength. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, if he does it for a few weeks and gets away with it, I'm joining the cause. Yeah, trust me. If it starts to catch on, I'm going to be starting a revolution. It's going to be a casual clothes wildfire. Well, I figure, like... No one is seeing me. Why does it matter? Like, I'm not... That's what I don't understand. If you're in a job where you don't directly meet with clients, what difference does it make? Yeah. And I've had so many people talking to me lately, like friends at a party were like bragging about their awesome offices. Now that you wear offices. casual clothes? Before you well, were so unapproachable? Well, it's not like I was wearing formal-ish clothes to these parties, but all of a sudden, like, everyone seems to be dumping all the cool stuff that they have at their office on me. And they're like, yeah, I've got Nerf guns that we just fuck around with all day. 
It makes it seem like it's a 24-hour party, basically. Oh, I hate ostensibly cool offices. That really bothers me. I know, and I've seen, like, pictures of some of our friends' cool offices, and they got those baseball glove chairs, and it's all modern, and I'm just like, yeah. It really pisses me off. It's like, yeah, I might be sitting in a baseball glove, but I'm still working, aren't I? What's the difference? But wouldn't you prefer to be sitting in a baseball glove, Vicky? No, I'd rather, I'd sit on a crappy chair if it meant I didn't have to work. Well, you still have to work. You can work as hard as you want to, really. But if you want to keep this job, you've got to yeah, exactly. at least do something. So I'm no, figuring... I don't really understand, like, baseball glove chairs. I don't like whimsical furnishings at work. <laughs> like, I'm at work. It really pisses me off. It's like, this doesn't make me feel better about being at work. I'm still at work. I don't know. It gives, like, a bit more allure, I would say, just... I don't know. If it changed every day, maybe. But, I mean, when you're sitting in a baseball glove for three years, all you've got to show for it is, like, lower back problems. Well, it's not your desk chair, I assume. It's just a cool chair, like, oh, we could go to the cafeteria or we could hang out by the baseball glove. Oh, sweet. <laughs> or we could go home <laughs> where I don't have to hang out with people I don't know near a baseball glove. Well, didn't you have a changing office anyway? Yeah, my old office used to change themes habitually, and I eventually submitted office theme as a um, suggestion. <laughs> Did they ever go with that? Like, how about we all just pretend we're at work and behave like that? What? Did they ever go with that? No, I don't think so. We had, like, a jungle and then around the world and, like, I don't know, then there was under the sea and, like... I know I'm not under the sea. Like, I'm answering telephone calls, like... I'm not having a whimsical gay old time. I'm working in a call center. You should make it more authentic and just answer it like bloop, bloop, bloop. Just see how people respond. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot to tell you. It's under the sea theme. Under the sea theme. Except the jungle theme was really confusing because all the animals were savannah animals. So I was like, where are we? Like, I can't understand. So you had like. a magical place where I get to work. Where is it? So you had these illustrations or something on your wall, was that the idea? Yeah, there was cohabiting lions and tigers. I'd be impressed if they went all out and actually got some uh, lions, Las Vegas style, <laughs> just in the corner. Adds that element of danger yeah, to your... Yeah, now that I would get behind. That would be whimsical. <laughs> See, I so, think you should try and add danger to your employees' days instead of whimsy. Yeah, just to have... The threat of getting eaten by a lion the time I get to work, that would be more exciting. Do you think people would come to work or they'd be like, I've got to write while you one of these mammoth emails because, like, we know you didn't get eaten by a lion. Because there's a mammoth? <laughs> yeah, if, if you could get an actual mammoth, then people would come flocking to your office, I'd suspect. Right. On that note, did you ever hear in high school we came up with an idea for an office sounds soundtrack? <laughs> no. What's it to help people sleep? That's yeah, really pretty stressful. much. So, like, you know how you get those sounds of the rainforest or rain CDs that you can just listen to? We were going to make a CD where basically all we'd have to do is record an hour's worth of people in the office typing and getting faxed and just having the courier arrive or just the slight cough every so often and... You can play that and... Shuffling of paper. Yeah, just put it in the background to add to some atmosphere. So What's it for? Stressed out, unemployed people? I guess there's a range of uses. Maybe if you're in office, but it's not very eventful, like there's not many employees making <laughs> any sounds, you can <laughs> chuck that you on. You the night shift, you're all alone. You want yeah. to remember what it was like. 
Exactly. You put it on and uh, it's like one of those mirrors that makes the room look bigger. <coughs> then, there you go. See, we can use that sample on our CD. We're already well ahead. Damn it. <laughs> I'm yeah. playing right into your damn corporate hands. I'm not paying you royalties Next thing either. you'll be using that money to buy a baseball chair. <laughs> when I have my own office, that's the first thing that's coming. I don't want to fuck around at work playing with Nerf guns. Like, I'd rather work for five hours and then go home three hours early than work the entire eight and fuck around with Nerf guns for two. But offices don't work like that. Or well, at least most offices I wish that's how work worked. Like, when you were done with your work, you could just go home. It's like, Absolutely. why don't I sit here for another four hours? I'm finished. The Huh? The problem with jobs is they seem to find you more work. No, I don't have that. Like, a lot of the time I would find myself sitting around doing not much of anything. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is that you either have that situation where you've got nothing to do or you've got just another job handed to you as soon as you finish your first one. And so it really... That's yeah, that's the problem with an office in general is it's really uh, no motivation to finish doing anything because... Not at all. As long as you can stretch something out, it means you're not getting another task and you yeah. can kind of slack off and exactly. fuck around with Nerf guns. And, and if you can't leave earlier or anything like that. I've, there's got to be Google or some shit. That's got to be how they work where it's like, all right, you, you invented Gmail today. All right, you can go home a few yeah, hours exactly. early. Good work on YouTube. It only took you an hour, so take the other seven off. <laughs> no, they'll probably make you fuck around with Nerf guns for the other seven. Go down to the programmers and give as many massages as you can in six hours. Apparently in the Google offices, they've got slides through all the different levels. The guy I live with works for Google. It, it seems like there's a lot of really tough positions. Like if you're, like you suggested, the guy who came up with YouTube, that's probably, <laughs> you know, not too easy. But we got a friend or a friend who works at Google and she's a secretary but she still gets oh, all nice. the perks of being at Google. And they've got, like, a fully stocked cafe. You know, everything's free. Oh, nice. So her job is pretty much the same as what everyone else is doing, but all of the perks. Well, it's, like, easier than everyone else's, I assume. Plus nerf ones. Yeah. yeah. Your friend who works there, does he... Does it sound awesome? I haven't really talked to him about it. <laughs> all right. Good research. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I only found out he works for Google, like, two days ago, so I never asked him about it. All right, well... Shouldn't have brought it up, should I? Had I not... Had I known that was the only material I had on it, wouldn't have mentioned it. Ask about the uh, slides. I hear when they have new employees, they have to go down one of the slides and all the old employees wait down the bottom and basically yeah. cheer for them to come down or something. That sounds so annoying. Imagine it... if you had to slide into work every day. <laughs> I think it like, would... It would be cool the first time, but... Yeah. Like, oh, I left my, you know, keys in my car. Shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think you're forced to use the slide. I think they have doors as well. Oh, so they do have stairs. You don't have to slide down every time. Yeah, funny if it's one of those things like if you slide down and you forget something, you have to crawl back up the you slide. You have to climb back up. Yeah, <laughs> someone else comes down and hits you on your way down. Like, oh, crap, I've just got to get my keys. Holy shit, I wish I'd remembered my Bonnie Bear CD in the car. <laughs> Can't work without that guy in my ear. But no, I'm agreeing with you and hypothetically Google's routine where you should be able to go home because I've worked at home on a couple of occasions and it's so much more motivating at least it was for me to get shit done because it's like oh yeah working from home is the biggest motivator it's like cool I can fuck around with my stuff once I'm finished yeah it's like I've got no travel time once I'm done I'm free basically so I can just yeah. chill or meet friends or whatever 
It's not like... Well, you can like chill out in the middle of the thing as well. It's like, because you can't really chill in your lunch break, like as much as it's a break. It's kind like, of... It's not the same as having a break at home, is it? No, it's like a break, but it's also in the wrong place. That's why we need to invent like teleporters or some shit. It's like, if, if we <laughs> could go home... Reason. Yeah, for basically my dream office scenario, if we could go home on my lunch break and hang out, just to watch some TV, play some video games. Yeah. Or I guess you could live right next to your office, but again. It's like maybe 10 minutes to my home from what I'm doing at the moment. So I come home for my lunch break, but I only get like an hour at home. That's still pretty good though. Yeah, it's not bad. Do you get over an hour lunch break? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Two hours. Really? Is that like a Japanese thing or is that just... Oh, like an hour and a half actually. Okay. That's pretty generous it seems. Oh, I'm at school. It's between, like, morning school and afternoon school. Okay, cool. <laughs> the other weird thing that happened to me on my lunch break today is uh, I was just walking down to the local shops and I walked under a tree and one of the uh, sticks was, like, there was a low-hanging branch so I kind of turned around to see what it hit on my head. And out the corner of my eye, I see one of the other guys from work walking behind me. And yeah. he, was, he was walking, I don't know, maybe 20 metres, maybe a bit more behind me. And uh, I kind of just, like, catch a glimpse of him and then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's him, and keep walking. And uh, it's not like it was someone that I was going to hang out with on my lunch break or anything. I don't have anything against oh, this I hate guy. That. I, I have to time me leaving so I don't have to walk to the station with people from work. Well, that was pretty much what I'm talking about here. So I get to the, uh, you know, crosswalk and everything, and I didn't really want to be walking side by side with this guy having to make... Awkward conversation about the baseball chair. Yeah, just having to make small talk all the way to wherever we were each going to get our lunch. Because, you know, like, it's not going to be anything important and I'd rather... And then there's the threat you might have to have lunch together. I suspect I could have probably dodged that one. But, yeah, it's the kind of thing that you don't really want to risk. What's that conversation going to be like? Oh, where are you going for lunch? Uh, down the street. Yeah, yeah, me too. Cool, cool. Uh, really? I was going to go with up? What's the difference between up and down the street? Why are they the same? It's like, uh, what's up or what's going down? It's pretty much the same thing. I hate when people ask me what's up. I freak out. I freeze like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, it's one of those things that you kind of feel like you have to have an answer well, for. Well, how are you is the obvious good. What's yeah. up? I don't even know what to say. I'm like, nothing? But then it feels like I'm doing something <laughs> suspicious. That's true, especially if you do that shifty eye movement that you always do when you answer. Yeah, it's like, what's up, nothing? The, the okay. one that I used to always hate was one of my ex-girlfriends would always ask me that after we've just spent a day together. Oh, really? And so we'd just what be... What do you mean, like, she'd call you and say, what's up? No, 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 like, we'd still be together and, I don't know, we'd be on the train home from going out to the city or something and... Then she'd be like, so what's up? And I'm like, you know what's up. I don't have any new news. I haven't been on any, any adventures since we've been together the whole day. <laughs> if anything... Yeah, had you already told her about your week by that point? Or is she like... Well, she, I, assume, I, I don't know, did you go and see a um, silent mime performance or something? If Just I had... Now's our chance to talk? If I had seen a mime, maybe that's the kind of thing I would have brought up. It's probably No, is that what you guys had done together? Like you had to go, you went and played a round of silent ball (laughs) or something? What, so like I didn't have the chance to tell any stories from my weekend or something? Yeah, exactly. I don't remember that date. 
it could have happened. <laughs> we went to... Uh, can't say for sure that it didn't. Yeah, we went to one of those bondage clubs where we had one of those gimp masks on. We just couldn't tell any stories. I was busting the teller the whole day. <laughs> she was like, what's up? But she couldn't. I couldn't hear her over the gimp ball. <laughs> yeah, I'd pretty much spent the last six hours or so with her. And this is this is on multiple occasions, so there was definitely times And you already where... told her the week. It wasn't like you guys were incessantly talking about exactly what you were doing that second. Yeah, I guess there was just a silence. And so it's like, so what's up? And I just had nothing. And so usually oh, you I can drag up something. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a annoying question. I don't mind silences either. I hate people that don't like silence. It, it really it, bothers me. It really depends. I'm quite a comfortable silence person. It really depends on the situation. Sometimes yeah. it can be awkward. And sometimes in the boyfriend-girlfriend situation, it can be fine. Like, you don't even notice it. But... Did I I ever... Most of the time, if you're hanging out with your boyfriend, you don't notice it. But then, like, sometimes awkward silences, I kind of enjoy if you're able you don't to... You find them all? Yeah. yeah, if you can overcome the awkwardness and kind of just sit back and observe other people's awkwardness, that's one of the best See, that's things ever. what happens to me, because I next to never find silences awkward. Did I ever tell you about the time at uni when we had the longest awkward silence ever? No. <laughs> I had this lecturer... Basically, at the start of the year, we were supposed to have an hour and a half long shoots. And so we oh just God. had... Did the awkward silence go for an hour and a half? Not quite, but it felt like Ooh. it. We, uh... <laughs> awkward silences are like the dog years of years. <laughs> it's true. It does feel like <laughs> it's impossible to judge how much time has actually passed. Is that actual time or awkward silence time? Yeah. We basically had one of those classes for whatever reason they were just not saying anything ever. So the teacher, yeah. I guess, like, the tutor wasn't the best tutor. No, <clears throat> so, if that's what's happening in your tutors, you can't be amazing. Yeah, you should probably be able to work out some way of getting a dialogue going in class. Every class kind of just involved him chatting to the class at the start and then covering the lecture topics and then telling us we could go. And over the course of the semester, basically, the lessons got shorter and shorter. So maybe the first class, it was supposed to be an hour and a half. We probably lasted an hour of 10, an hour 20. By by the last week of semester, we had a half an hour shoot. Oh, seriously? That worked well then. Good. Well done. Awkward silence. Yeah, well, it kind of worked well as long as I didn't have something afterwards that I had to hang around for. I probably did. I can't remember. Mm. So what happened on this last shoot, we do our usual discussion and he's like, all right, any questions, no one, of course, had anything to say. And so he's like, all right, if you say something, go. And everyone kind of just, like, nervously laughs because we're like, what is he talking about? It sounded like a trick. And I guess he was just basically saying, you guys haven't said anything ever. If you prove to me that... the entire year, so might as well just get out of here. Yeah, if you prove to me that one of you can say anything then I'll let you go. And no one said anything. So what? usually, <sighs> usually someone would you be like... totally dropped the ball there. Well, we were just confused because it seemed like such a weird thing to say. Like you either go say something about this topic or say you guys can just go. You don't 
combine the two. He's probably thinking about going home and killing himself. That's why. Probably, it's but it just state of the youth. It just seemed like such a massive trap that we were all just kind of awkwardly nervous and confused. And I think this was like first year uni as well, so everyone's you know not that much older than high school year level and still a bit shy and awkward and stuff. And so we kind of just sit there and we're all just waiting and looking around each other and the teacher isn't saying anything either and he's kind of looking around the room and then looking down to his notes or whatever and just like waiting for someone to say something and usually the teacher just gives up usually the teacher just gives up in that scenario and eventually is just like his own question yeah but he was staying as steadfast as we were and so I reckon damn good on you him this lasted for at least a minute before he goes I'm serious just say something and you can go and by that point I'm like holy shit what is going on and I there was absolutely no way at that point that I was gonna say anything because this was just so amazing I just wanted to see how long this silence could go for oh and so I reckon like it lasted over two minutes of just people kind of weirdly looking around the room going what is going on like screaming inside your brain but verbally <laughs> saying shit all and so oh my god i can't believe no one said anything yeah and so eventually over two minutes into this weird silence oh least, my gosh two minutes went by yeah yeah at least two minutes and the only thing that was said was him in the middle where he's like no seriously. i'm serious and then we all just nervously giggle and like head down straight away one girl on the other side of the room is like, uh, can we go? <laughs> and he kind of just waved us off. And that was the last I ever saw of him. And it so, was... can we go was the thing that got said. Yeah, that was what she broke the silence with. Just like one girl on the other side of the room is just like, uh, can we go? Just like meekly asking. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> I can't believe that really happened. Yeah, it was so weird. It was like one of the strangest experiences ever. But it was so pretty weird, great. especially since the thing that we said was, "Can we go?" Like, it's not like you got some meaningful like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess he was just like, looking for any response, but we were just so confused about what he actually wanted from us, and it just seemed like he was definitely trying to trick us, but apparently not. Apparently, he was just <laughs> had given up on us as a class. Oh my god, that's incredible! Amazing. That's one of my favorite moments. So if you can enjoy an awkward silence like that, then it can be pretty sweet. But this wasn't one of those times. So I was walking down to get my lunch. And then after lunch, the guy comes up to my cubicle at work. Yeah. And he kind of called me on it. And I was like, what the hell? What do you mean? He was like, why don't you stop and talk to me? Well, I had my uh, headphones in listening to podcasts or something at my desk. And he comes over and he's like, saying something I, I catch his eye as he walks past and so I don't really know what the first thing he said was but then he kind of was obviously talking about me seeing him at the street and he's like oh I saw you and I'm like what well, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like okay and I'm like I didn't really know that he meant at lunchtime at first I'm like where did you see like me? now yeah or you were playing a game of you know spot then well that's kind of what it felt like because make sure you tell the other co-workers I won yeah we've got like this little glass strip in our cubicles so I can see through it and so I caught his eyeline for like a second and I thought he just meant then I'm like oh yeah you caught my eyeline whatever and he's like did you see me <laughs> 
I'm like, what? And he's like, did you see me when uh, you turned around for a second? And so obviously I kind of put together that he was talking about when I turned around at lunch. I, I would I deny to the cows came home. I was like, absolutely not. I don't think I got a chance to say no. But then he continued on and was like, oh, yeah, I saw as soon as you uh, saw me, I thought I was going to catch up to you. But then you started yeah. walking faster. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... This is so weird. Well, I couldn't believe that he called me on it because usually That's in that so scenario, weird. I'd be kind of thankful if someone's like oh, yeah, you're, I'm walking too slow, but I don't want to have to walk even slower to avoid this small talk conversation. Yeah, I would like, thank you very much for not making me have to talk to you. Yeah, but now I'm not going to go out of my way specifically to have a conversation about how you didn't want to have a conversation with me. That's so weird. So I'm like, oh, did I kind of pretending that I didn't know that I was walking faster when in actuality I was definitely purposefully right, walking well faster. well aware. Yeah, yeah, I was avoiding the hell out of you. Yeah. And That's a really weird person. Who would bring that up? Well, obviously someone that I don't want to talk to. Yeah, like it obviously really hurt him like that you well, didn't want to talk to him. That's, that's why so I, kind of, I kind of felt bad about it because it's not like I've got anything against him. I yeah, just, it's just like I don't want to talk to my coworkers on my lunch break. Yeah, I just wanted to have my lunch in peace and... Um, like the day before the same kind of thing happened where a girl was behind me and inst- like I got to the train tracks as the tram was coming and so I couldn't yeah. I couldn't walk faster and so I kind of glanced back and she perfectly stopped still behind a bush to try and avoid oh, me nice. seeing her. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. All that, that I was thinking, like, that was good teamwork because she was definitely... She stopped behind a bush. Well, I assume she did. She could have fallen down a rabbit hole or something, but I couldn't see her. <laughs> like, she was there out of the corner of my eye. And then when I... better as Alice, but... Yeah. When I uh, glance around to uh, see how far... I had before the uh, tram come, she was nowhere to be seen like the expert ninja that I expect everyone to be. Yeah, I think so, because I'm the same. I don't have anything against my coworkers. I just can't be bothered talking to them sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so uh, that's all it was. But uh, yeah, I was just amazed I'd never been called out on that kind of thing before. No, me neither. I thought it was a mutual understanding that's like, I don't hate you. I just hate the idea of talking to you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Phew, saved it. Yeah, but it's like in the nine hours of today that I'm going to have to not be doing what I want to do, like I get one sweet, sweet hour just to not interact. Yeah, just to kind of zone out and do your own thing. Yeah, I thought so. I thought we had, except this guy's broken the unspoken not speaking rule. Yeah, the unspoken lunchtime contract. Yeah, I thought everyone went out of their way to avoid awkward conversation with their co-workers. So uh, it goes without saying that tomorrow I've got a sweet lunch date. (laughs) (laughs) You have to now. Next time that happens, you have to talk to him or he's going to start taking it personally. I should like start chasing after him. If I uh, see him go for lunch, I'll just like, come back. Come back, please. I want to have lunch with you so badly. Stop. Slow down. I've got such good banter that we can at least talk about on the way to lunch. Yeah, I thought of some material so it wouldn't be awkward. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty good at going in reverse in my car. What do you think about that? (laughs) Are you? Not really. Good at going in reverse in your car? No. I'm not bad, but I'm average, I would suppose. What what I don't like is when people reverse into parking spots 
it kind of seems like they're showing off, if you know what I mean. Really? It's easier to drive straight out, though. But when you drive straight in, you're still doing the same thing. Like I guess you're always going to have one direction that you're going to be driving straight in or out. Yeah, unless it's one of those situations where you can drive through one parking spot into another. Oh, wasn't that amazing? That is the dream I love spot. love when that happens. That is, that is living the dream. Yeah, we uh, dare to dream big on Insane Ramblings, <laughs> the double yeah, park. Right. <laughs> the ability to have a car park where you can drive in and out of it. Oh, yeah. that is absolutely living the dream. I don't know why they don't make more car parks like that. <laughs> just have a buffer zone where no one is allowed to park behind you. It would take up a lot more yeah. space, but we could all That's get true. out much more efficiently. I never thought of that, but it would make our lives so amazing. Yeah, but it just seems like, to me, if you... Because I'm a, I'm a yeah, reverser. I frequently do the reverse. So why? What's the advantage? I just find it easier to reverse in than reverse out. Really? Yeah. Because I'm just confused, like, what difference it makes. Um... I just find it easier reversing in than reversing out. I don't know why. There's no good reason. It's just personal preference. I find it easier to reverse in. I don't know why. Because I I haven't tried reversing in enough times because I'm kind of... To notice the difference. Well, because I'm kind of just... It seems like showing off or something. The only advantage that I could think of is just say you're doing it before work. So maybe if you're taking extra time reversing in... You're wasting work's time, not yours. That is one way to look at it. I used to go to the toilet so often at work. Just to get some time alone or to, you know, cut down on your work hours? Yeah, pretty much. I would save it till I got to work. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this for free. (laughs) You're you're specifically, (laughs) I got to go, but this is Vicky time right now. Yeah, this is free. Like, this is hobby time. I'm going to sit here and watch season one of Psych and poop at work. (laughs) <laughs> well, that is the advantage. Um, it is nice to think about those things when you're doing something like going to the toilet at work and you're like, yeah, I'm taking a dump and I'm getting paid for it. What up? Yeah. <laughs> I also started drinking coffee because there was free coffee at work. I didn't even like it. And now you're addicted. Yeah, now, pretty much. Now, now I love it. Now it's your usual. Yeah, I have a huge now and my huge is avoiding work. That's what my <laughs> coffee guy knows. Yeah, it's like one of those things when you have a public holiday and you're getting paid for it. And so all day you can just think, oh, yeah, I'm just watching Jersey Shore and getting paid. Like, I get $20 for watching this episode. (laughs) Yeah, right? I find that you waste more of your life when there's public holidays. Like, it's a weekend, you're like, oh, look, this is my weekend. I better, like, have a really great time. When it's a public holiday, it's like, oh, I'm getting paid to do this. I can flick cards into a hat for three hours. (laughs) Yeah, what did you order all day? Flipped cards, but I made $50 during that time. Yeah, what up? Exactly. It's basically like that's the one time when getting paid to do something makes you like it more. Imagine if someone paid you to flip cards in a hat all day, you'd hate it. But sometimes that sort of thing you get home and end up doing it for like six hours and you're like, where did today go? <laughs> it's true. When you get paid to do anything and it's turned into a job that kind of makes it worse. Yeah. Like when you're forced to do something then you're like, no, but if someone's just giving you a hat and some cards, then you're like, well, seems like the natural thing to do. If they give you cards, a hat, and you're not leaving the room until you flick them, you're like, oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, please, like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold this gun to your hat until you flick the ace in there. It's like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. Like, I really like playing hide and seek, but I had to frequently play it at work when I was a kindergarten teacher, and I was like, oh, this sucks. I just want to go home. 
Are they really bad at hiding as well? Yeah, so you have to pretend to not find them. You yeah. Know, standing by I'd, I'd like to see a kindergarten teacher go all out in that scenario and find everyone in like 15 seconds and be like overly celebratory. Like, yes, fuck you all. <laughs> I found you all. World record. Bam. Go hide again. Oh, and like, God, saw you in one second. <laughs> yeah, that was shit ass. Jeremy, go find a better hiding spot. You're just standing right in the middle of the carpet just because your t-shirt is a similar color to the carpet does not make you camouflage go home right under a chair under a chair i can see under chairs yeah it reminds me of on uh it doesn't even have a door on it it reminds me of on year seven camp where we played that game spotlight do you, do you remember that at all i love that game oh my god see it's a it's a cool game in concept and for those who don't know what Spotlight is, it's basically... Is that you get not a, the world's funnest game? Yeah, that, I think that's all the description that game needs, really. It's pretty much up there. It's hide-and-seek, but at night. And you get a, one person in the middle, and everyone else is trying to get to the middle without being seen. And so the person in the middle has a torch, and they can kind of shine it around to try and look it's for pretty people. much capture the flag at night, and it's like if you get shot with a torch basically yeah and so in theory awesome game in practice less awesome because we were playing this game it was year seven we're about 13 years old and uh we're all hiding there's like a massive oval and you're trying to get to the middle of the oval and there's like a woods around the oval yeah did you play this at all were you were you involved on this camp or yeah yeah i was there okay and so we were all trying to sneak into the middle. And basically, if the light shines on you, like maybe you're hiding behind a tree and the light kind of sweeps over the trees. And it's kind of cool. Like it feels like you're doing a prison break or something. You're one of those. It's awesome. Yeah, you're one of those scenarios where the uh, spotlight shines over you and you're like, if I stay perfectly still, they won't be able to know I'm breaking out. And Right. <laughs> but also I can't break out if I don't move at all. Yeah, so... Double-edged sword. being in prison. Yeah. So that, that part was really fun. But then as soon as you get to the oval, there's no cover. So you kind of just hope that, A, they don't shine the spotlight on you, and, B, that you can make it to a bit of a sprint from the woods to the centre of the oval. But being stupid year sevens, we kind of assumed that it was dark. You wouldn't be able to be seen. But once you got busted... You're like, all right, I give up or, I, you know, I'm out of the game. You have to go back to the center of the oval where everyone kind of gathered. You look back out onto the whole field and you can just see a sea of kids just kind of frozen in various spots around the middle of the oval. And you're like, this yeah. doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> you really need it to be absolute pitch black and all you can see is where the torch is shining because you get to the middle and you're like, oh, this teacher is just really putting this game on he could instantly spot every single person here in five seconds if you wanted to but yeah, then I right. guess that ruins the whole point of the game <laughs> but, such a fun game though yeah i don't even care it's an awesome game but it means if we taught our kids that in uh, kindergarten if we had overzealous kindergarten teacher playing hide and seek then maybe come year seven or even by the Bye. end of kindergarten they'd be expert hiders that's so true. Maybe we're not raising an army of camouflage children. Yeah, they're all coddled. We're too wasting much. our most precious resource in yeah. the wars of the future. Because children I think who I, can hide well. I think I would have been more appreciative had 
the uh, camp leader just being honest and instantly spotted everyone. Like, you guys suck. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, because just say 10 people go out straight away, then it kind of shows to everyone else. They have to out their game to stay in. And so if you yeah, witness yeah, yeah. like everyone else just going out, then you're like, holy shit, I really have to try hard. I can't just stay still in the middle of the oval and hope that no one <laughs> shines a light on me. <laughs> no one notices I'm a person in the yeah. tree. But, Maybe if I wave jump in the wind. <laughs> make some uh, gentle breeze sound effects. But uh, the best... <laughs> if I go shuffle, 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 shuffle. Yeah, I'll, I'll get one of those... Uh, shrubberies like in a cartoon and hope they gradually don't see me moving closer and closer. But uh, I think the best part of that story is what happened to Steve. Do you remember this? No. Okay, so Steve, our mate, who we've mentioned on the uh, podcast a couple of times. Several occasions. Yeah. (laughs) One of the most podcast fodder friends we have probably. He was probably the winner, I would say, of this game of Spotlight. If... I had to declare anyone a winner because everyone basically... <laughs> this was the start of year seven, so that's... he transformed himself into a beam of light? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what he did, game. but it, I'm not going to rule that out. But yeah, to put this in perspective, <laughs> this is the start of year seven, which in Australia is the first year of high school. So we have this yeah. camp right at the beginning just so everyone can kind of get to know each other. I mean, there's a few people like me who we're at the school already in junior school. So, you know, a few people, but since there's, it goes from a class size of, you know, 20 to 120, then, you know, you, most people don't know each other. So it's kind of within the first few weeks of school to kind of get to know each other. And obviously Steve hadn't got to know that many people. He emerged from the forest several minutes later to have (laughs) every single person missing. And, uh, it turned out, we had already finished the game and made our way to a campfire and were... had left the camp. <laughs> we were actually back at school yeah, it was, stumbled in, we, dehydrated. Uh, we're filming a uh, reality version of Home Alone 5 with Steve in the starring <laughs> role. <laughs> actually, I guess that would be the opposite of Home Alone. Camp Alone or something yes. like that. Yeah, in the bushes alone. Ooh. Yeah. Home so, Alone uh, spoke in that voice. That would have been too scary. Vicky's secretly dying over there. You're uh, still. <laughs> I'm just cra- really choked up. You guys forgot Steve. Oh, okay. I thought you were still trying to craft your uh, getting out of work letter. <laughs> yeah, I'm using this uh, clips from this podcast. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we can edit it together, Mission Impossible style, to uh, create a perfect alibi. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Steve gets to the middle of this field, and there's no one there. And I guess he kind of hears us singing campfire songs or telling ghost stories or whatever the hell we were doing and just wanders his way back over to the group and uh, joins the class with no one really noticing. (laughs) 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 And I I guess he had to tell us that story later because we probably wouldn't have even noticed. No one even noticed him (laughs) walk in. So maybe he didn't even play the game. He just came to camp late. Yeah, that was what it was. He just noticed we were all playing Spotlight as he rocked up and he's like, hey guys, I just won, what up? And then <laughs> on, he was the camp hero. And so that's how he got friends. <laughs> Should we uh, play a game? Of Spotlight? <laughs> yeah, we can play it while we play What's My Story. Okay, cool. Let's go with the theme song. What's my, what's my story? Ideas, 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 ideas. ideas. <laughs> you know the uh, theme song 
Have you heard it yet? The one that just no, played? Because uh, I had to cobble it together from a few of our pre-existing clips of us singing. Oh, um, seriously? Is it us singing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, partly it's us singing over the the original backing track. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, what did you think I it was? I would have sang for you if I knew. Well, if you I did knew, sing for I'd me, know. but you didn't sing the anything like how the actual song went. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, it's just funny because you sung your bit, which then I copied and I spliced them together. And then when I went to look for the actual song, it our song didn't match up with their song. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, <laughs> it's a completely different song. It's got the what's my lyrics in, and uh, I think that's the important part. But I Are you sure you're that. using the same song? Yeah, what's my scene by the Hoodoo Gurus. <laughs> how, how do no, you that's think, not the one I went at all. <laughs> how do you think that song goes? What's my scene? Nah. What's my, what's my, really? It doesn't go. <laughs> Oh, seriously? Oh, my God. That's Listen. so funny. How does it go? Tell me what's my scene. Yeah, that's more like it. There's no, like... That's, like, no, the last line, though. There's no, like, been... up inflection. What's my, what's my story is how we sung it. There's no bit that sounds oh, like, okay. like that. Ooh, um, okay. All right, so, basically, for anyone not caught up with how this game is played, I have a few hilarious... Well, well let's, let's not oversell it. We've got some stories. They're semi-interesting. <laughs> we have stories. <laughs> yeah. And uh, these are basically just news articles, which I will give Vicky a random passage from, and she has to guess what the story is about. So the first sentence that you have to guess, we're presuming it's the same goat, she said. Ooh. Is it about the Highland goat oat that coughed up the flags and flagged the, tra- flagged the train? How did you know? Highland Goat is the headline, Highland Goat fingered in several train flaggings. <laughs> Whenever someone says, Do you know like, that song? I love, that's my favourite, like, children's song. Yeah, we had to be sung it basically every time we had a substitute teacher in junior school. Why? I don't know. It seemed like one of those things that... Did you miss a goat or something? Yeah. <laughs> they uh, ran out of human teachers, but we got this singing goat. <laughs> the first time it was awesome. After that, it just wears thin very quickly. Like, you're going to sing that Highland song <laughs> that again? That song gets boring. Yeah. Um, no, when when did you learn it then if it wasn't substitute teacher day? I don't know, somewhere. Well, we had a substitute teacher that denied the existence of Afghanistan. Is it because they have so many goats? Probably. Mm. <laughs> she didn't want us to go there and steal all of her goats. What do you mean? What do you mean she denied the existence of Afghanistan? Well, we were coming up with countries that ended in Stan... Okay. And our friend Leah said, Afghanistan. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I've heard of Pakistan, but I don't think there is in Afghanistan. <laughs> what year level, level was this? This is obviously high school. Grade four. I wonder if she was some kind of CIA agent and she didn't want kids to uh, know about, you didn't know, the know about the Afghanistan. She went yeah. on to be a uh, winner of the American beauty pageant scene. <laughs> okay, well. As... Speaking of classes. Yeah. I've been going to Japanese class, like, as you know. And for some reason, the last few days, like for someone who's like embroiled in relationship issues, has been so depressing. Every example they choose is it's like normal grammar points. Like today we were talking about when you do a certain thing, what sort of activities do you do at the same time as something? So before you eat, you have to cook or whatever. When do you weep and dial at the same time? And it's like when I'm calling my ex-boyfriend. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, basically. It is pretty much like that, except no, the example that the teachers made us do was when do you feel lonely 
when do you worry? When do you feel homesick? And when do you feel sad? <laughs> and, Just like uh, examples. Was your answer every day? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh my goodness. She was like, yeah. So what sort of activities do you do when you feel lonely? Like, so, you know, around the time I feel lonely, I blank. And I was like, what? Like, this is ridiculous. Why is this the example? Like, did you she could do ever, anything. Did she ever slip up and instead of go, when do you feel lonely? She was like, when does Vicky cry herself to sleep? I mean, when do you cry yourself to sleep? Yeah, I know. And like yesterday it was like, what kind of person do you want to marry? And then it was like, um, everyone else in the class is married except for me. So they're like, how did you, you know, meet your partner? And I was like, well, I'll just stare at a wall while you guys, you know, talk about this, <laughs> shall I? <laughs> so uh, you think she was reading your diary? Yeah, it really felt like it. I was like, can I switch to orange eating class? This is too intense. I hear it's a lot like a good marriage. I hear it is. Do you have one of those go-to lines in Japanese class, like in French? Like your humongous poulet? No, not yet. Yeah, that's the exact example I was going to give. Have we mentioned that before? Yeah. Okay. So. Just for, for a quick recap, you can go listen to the old episode, but anytime I needed an example in French, I used je mange du poulet, which meant I eat chicken. And it's basically a catch-all. <laughs> so it's like, you know, in Vicky's scenario, when do you say goodbye? Je mange du poulet. When I eat chicken, I say goodbye to the chicken <laughs> because I'm eating it. Works every time. So, uh, yeah, maybe you should just work out how to say that in Japanese and then you'll be uh, good for the rest of the class. And then, like, the other teacher, because I was obviously like, what? Like, um, the other teacher was like, you know, or you could just say things like, you know, it's cold outside, so you should wear a jacket. That also works the same grammar point. I was like, why can we not work on that? Like, why are we talking about dating and marriage, like, in every class? <laughs> well, she's making it relatable. I don't think so. I was like, you're making this, like, want to kill myself in Japanese class every morning. Well, maybe she's just giving you some tough love. This is the strict kindergarten teacher scenario all over, Vicky, when you come out oh, of that oh, class. Oh, it's tough love Japanese class. Yeah, you'll emerge <laughs> stronger. I thought I signed up for learn Japanese. Well, you did, but you also signed up for uh, Kickboxing 101 and Mental Anguish, so, you know. Oh, Mental Anguish 101. Yeah. Which... My mistake. I didn't realise the package just one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they put those classes together. It's probably pretty specific, but I guess there's not... <laughs> you got to sweeten the deal a little bit by throwing Japanese in there. So, what's my story to uh, all those people that were hanging for this goat-related news? Having to know. Yeah, is it about Afghanistan? It is not. Exists. Um, this just in, Afghanistan exists. I can confirm. I've seen it on Fourth a globe. Graders lied. Basically, apparently, around the City Link toll road in Melbourne, there is a rogue goat. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, just the one then, not several goats we've now had confirmed. Well, it could be several goats that look the same and are falling down rabbit holes also. goats generally tend to? Well, it says, uh, it says it's in the article they believe it is the same goat that had been spotted by drivers over the past few weeks. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> there's, you never know. Maybe there's a spate of goatings going on. There's a good quote that it says, unfortunately... As opposed to a spate of goats yings, which is very bad. <laughs> usually <laughs> don't usually you don't break me, Vicky, but that's getting close. <laughs> I'm not putting that on the website if uh, anyone's wondering. You can Google that one on your own. 
<laughs> in your own time. Possibly on a public holiday, so at least you know you got paid to look at that. That's true. It does make everything better. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're saying they think it's the same goat, but unfortunately, we haven't been able to catch it. It's run away. Being a goat, it's fairly agile and quick. <laughs> we looked up we looked up in this goat handbook and apparently that's how they are. Yeah, that's the word on the street is that goats are quick and agile, so no <laughs> luck. Go to the index, eh? Yeah. Agile. This, this, uh, okay. this article isn't really about much more because it says that <laughs> traffic wasn't even affected and they haven't caught it. It's just like <laughs> Gee, just saying... Gee, good chess. Huh, that's a surprise. Can we get that in the article? Yeah, maybe we can just uh, squeeze that in there somewhere to spice it up. But yeah, free goat to anyone that can catch it. Maybe a what? A free what? Free goat if you can catch it. I mean... Oh, free- I'm not <laughs> free goat if you catch this goat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's probably also uh, our Craig segment. I'll have to find a new one later. Free goat if you uh, head to the freeway. If you can catch a goat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our second story. West was apparently intoxicated when he made the comment. Police said. So this one's <laughs> this one's a bit less specific. Have you got any idea what kind of comment this guy could uh, have made that he might have said yeah. while drunk? Is it Adam West? Yeah, Mayor Adam Is West. It? Yeah, um, it's not. <laughs> it's Michael F. West. But uh, damn it, it could be a relation. <laughs> Adam West from Family Guy. Yeah, or from uh, the Batman '60s TV series. <laughs> so neither of those, no. No, it's, it's not. It, I don't know he could be like a cousin or something. Okay. Ugh. So he made a comment to a newspaper, or the police. It's, it's confusingly worded because it says... It is really confusing because a newspaper is quoting the police who are quoting another newspaper? Yes, the news the newspaper is p- p- quoting the police who are quoting... Who are quoting a newspaper. No, no, no. That that would be weird sourcing. It's like... Yes, that's not Just, just go to the We said this to the police today. earlier and then they said it back to us. Yeah. We were playing Chinese whispers with the cops. Today. No, apparently Michael J. West... Michael F. West, sorry. I'm getting Michael J. Fox confused. <laughs> well, Michael J. Fox nearly got dragged into it there. Yeah, I, I, he seemingly has very little to do with this article, but I won't you know, rule <laughs> it out. Apparently, he said something to the police and then they told the newspaper. Or at oh. least the newspaper knows that he told something to the police. Was it, newspapers are so confusing to read, <laughs> you should clear this up. Is that the comment? Um, it was not. But he was apparently drunk at the time, so maybe that was his fault. <laughs> he uh, he said. was claiming... But I'm completely sober and confused now. Yeah, it's, it's easy to happen. No, the guy claimed that his wife was attacked by a ghost. <laughs> not a goat? Not a misspelling. It could have been a ghost of a goat. <laughs> That's the worst kind. They're agile, quick, and good at chess. <laughs> yeah, and... Can walk through walls. <laughs> now with extra agility. <laughs> yeah, you'll never catch it that way if you're planning on catching <laughs> a ghost goat. Good luck to you, man. It's a no, pretty funny article. It basically just talks about this guy's wife had neck injuries and when talking to the newspaper, his quote was, a ghost did it. <laughs> so I can't see any way to poke holes in his argument. No. I do like that. <laughs> Imagine if you could use that for anything. Yeah, ghost did it. <laughs> well, there's a uh, a Simpsons line where it's like from an itchy and scratchy cartoon and Homer's uh, explaining whenever something can't be easily explained, a wizard did it. That's what I think about electricity. I'm going to have the stupidest children. 
Yeah. You like, I need to them. marry someone who understands lots of stuff because yeah. my kid's going to be like, how does electricity work? I'm going to be like, magic? Yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi is the one that feels like magic to me. We can just pull out our phone or our laptop or whatever, not plug it into anything, and then bam, internet is somehow on there. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's but really cool. That's all you need to know, though, is that it works and that it's amazing. So as yeah, long as... Yeah, exactly. Like, be amazed, children. Yeah. <laughs> Although when you take the magic out of some things, it makes it quite entertaining. Like, if you refuse to believe any of the magic in Harry Potter, it's just a book about a boy with a severe mental illness. Did you ever see those Garfield comics where they took Without, out... Yeah, yeah, I showed those to you where it was just John talking to himself. Yeah, so it's Garfield without Garfield and it yeah. basically turns John into like a mental patient. Yeah, like I think, crazy man. I, I love we, those. we could do a uh, Harry Potter version of that where it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> him in... Like we just tack on a final scene instead of at the end of... Uh, the Deathly Hallows Part 2, they have that weird train station flash forward where it's like 10 years later. Get rid of that and chuck in the scene where everything was a dream and Harry was in a mental asylum the whole time. It kind of makes sense. Like, he has a really stressful home life with the Dursleys. Mmm, I think Grant's Makes sense that he would come up with this whole delusion. <laughs> well, uh, according to our last episode, Harry Potter is all a conspiracy to deal with NASA and their surplus of space ice cream. So the plot <laughs> is just that. thickening. Was that a week ago? It feels like a lot longer. Yeah, I know. Space ice cream makes uh, time fly. <laughs> makes astronauts fly. That's That should be their tagline. They can use that if they Shouldn't uh, feel they? like. All right. And finally, our last What's My Story. He comes back and says, you didn't happen to order some cocaine with your textbook, did you? And I was like, No. <laughs> Is this stories from Ben's life, the novel? <laughs> yeah, I wrote it like a very uh, teenage uh, drama queen. Is this from your grandpa's autobiography? Oh, that would be amazing. If this is what my grandpa's autobiography <laughs> was, I really should read it. I thought you read it. You edited it. Okay, I proofread it by way of autocorrect. <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> For the most part. So it wasn't like a single word went in your actual head? Well... A few, but not uh, in sequence, so it's not really much use. Share with us the skeletons of this man's life, because he sounds incredible. Well, I already told you the uh, potential witch doctor story, and (laughs) then when asked whether that and several other stories that he's told me, if they were in his book, he told me they weren't because he couldn't fit it in. And the well, book, like the book a really is really interesting one. Well, it's like 900 pages as well. So I'm like, book like the most boring bits of the Bible, and then Joseph begot David, and <laughs> David begot Sam. That, like. I think uh, at the end, he just repeats kill Flanders over and over. <laughs> and then mashes his head on the keyboard for the last 600 pages. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is just uh, him with pressing Z over and over again. <laughs> so he was a judge, right? A judge, yeah. In Canada? No, that was my other grandparents that lived in Canada. He uh, was in South Africa and Fiji and tropical judge, basically, which sounds like <laughs> an awesome movie, ju- movie title, or at least <laughs> at least the potential book title, <laughs> Tropical Judge. Oh, my God, why is that not it? Can we make an in-colour of Tropical Judge? I imagine it's much like... Uh, you know, when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii or something like that? They have crazy... It kind of sounds like he judges whether or not it's the tropics. <laughs> uh, yeah, slightly we, too far south. 
We spent a lot of money flying this guy over. He's finally going to give us an answer. Mm, not tropics. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. Tropical judge. I, I assume he says that after every, uh, after every ruling. <laughs> no, I assume the uh, real life tropics. <laughs> I assume the version of real life countries of this book that we Tropical uh, judge <laughs> entered the room. What? I assume the version of this book that we make up in our head is a lot more interesting than the actual book. But, uh, no, well, I read bits and pieces, but it's also confusing because he purposefully spells things wrong in certain occasions to match people's accent. So, yeah, like dialect. Yeah, because he lived in Ireland for a lot of the time. So, uh, that's a big part of the book. I remember that and the stories about how him and his uh, wife met. But, uh, yeah, I, I skipped over those bits until I got to Tropical Church. Tropical Church. How did they meet? <laughs> I can't remember. A boat, maybe. <laughs> so you skipped over the bits even that you didn't skip over. I didn't retain any information, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of where my, was he from uh, originally? Uh, where was he born? Um, mm. I got a feeling, uh, Ireland. I'm gonna go out and live and say Irish that. Too? Um, I don't know. I should read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how boring you find interesting things. Like this is a really interesting story. Well, you can read it, and why don't you let me know if it's worth checking out? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll read your grandpa's autobiography. It sounds really interesting. All right, it's not short, so uh, I'll send the PDF over when I get a chance. <laughs> Maybe. Really? Will you, though? If you want. Yeah, seriously, email it to me. I'll definitely read it. All right, you can recap it next episode or something. Oh, my God, it's 900 pages. Give me at least two weeks. No, you can you can tell us the highlights of wherever you're up to. All right, I'll skim. <laughs> well, that's how I'll we got in this mess. I already skimmed. I told you. <laughs> no, I'm going to use auto-summarize. Okay. Auto-summarize to two pages, please, Microsoft Word. Okay, uh, that always works well. But, <laughs> yeah, speaking of my grandparents' Irish heritage, we've got some uh, of those cousins staying with us at the moment. Oh, and yeah? From Ireland? Barry yeah. No, just even more Irish cousins. It's the kind of thing we've always got people staying over who I've never met let alone heard That's of. That's because your mother claims people who are not in any way related to you. Well, the last people that stayed over was like a friend of dad's that he hadn't talked to since he was in <laughs> university. And he's like, oh yeah, his son is coming to visit for like a month. I'm like, uh, okay. It just really, <laughs> so weird. it really seems like people are taking advantage of the fact that they've got a friend in Australia. And it's the kind of thing where... <laughs> One day you're like, oh, yeah, you can uh, drop by and, you know, if you're ever in the area, come and say hello. And it's like, I oh, will. Later, I'll my send my will. family and they'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> See, when God did that, you didn't frown upon it. Why are you so judgmental? Uh, I'm lost in this reference. <laughs> God sent his only son. No oh, okay. I thought that maybe uh, I had to raise Jesus and forgot about it. That sounds like another reality show. Raising Jesus. <laughs> well, if if the reality show is things I'm doing while Jesus is not being raised, then <laughs> it seems like just that, me going about my day to day life. life right? Yeah. It's just every so often it just 
cuts back to a, a little baby in a manger while I'm uh, playing video games. <laughs> sounds like your life. <laughs> but no, so we've got these Irish cousins staying with us, or at least, you know, supposedly cousins. One of each. A, a, oh, girl nice. and, a girl and her boyfriend. And oh, yeah, funny. luckily they're cool. Otherwise, it could be a long time that they're staying with us. But just, I'm basically just telling you. <laughs> what are you they this. staying for? They've been here since Christmas, so it's been. Oh, no month. kidding. That's like over a month. Yeah. Um, that's quite some time. Oh, yeah. They're, they're settling in. Don't you worry. Yeah. I was thinking, like, wow, are they, like, you know, buying furniture and nesting and stuff? Pulling in <laughs> yeah. brightly colored sheets to I, have their babies in? I did notice Pieces the. Pieces of metal are showing up. I did notice the uh, home is where Ben's home is sign. <laughs> Our home is wherever Ben is. Yeah. But, uh, no, basically the reason that I bring this up is because they've been watching Jackass 3.5 in the other room. So uh, I don't know if any of their laughter and or cringing has been picked up on the podcast this episode. But uh, I just wanted to assure you, listeners, that it is in no way related to us because, you yeah, know... we are not making these people laugh at all. No, if there's a laugh track going on, it's mostly Johnny Knoxville's antics, not us. Not us at all. And it we are also, not amusing anybody. It would also be awkward if it was coinciding with any of Vicky's big revelations. Like, uh, I don't know what you've said this episode, but just say you were like, Ben, I have something to tell you, I'm... Uh, I'm deathly ill. And then they're like, ah, in the background. <laughs> Could get awkward. <laughs> I'd accept that. <laughs> Nervous uh, laughter, I'd assume. Okay, oh, she's yeah. Gonna die. That's, I can't handle it. I'm going to laugh. Maybe uh, they broke the awkward silence from uh, my uni days, if you listen closely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they went back in time and also broke that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they staying at the house. They're also time travellers, which uh, apparently... They went forward a year in the future, and they're still here. <laughs> they went a year in both directions, and they're in your house. <laughs> Are they moving to Australia, or...? It seems like it. They've got jobs, so they're settling in. Oh, so they've really moved in. Actually, in the like, time... They legitimately live with you. In that month that they've been living here, Michael, the guy, has had a job and quit it. So that's... Oh, wow. That's impressive since... He's basically had an entire life. Yeah, I, I haven't even done that. <laughs> no, you haven't even quit a job. Why no. is he so far ahead of you? I know. I feel like I'm uh, lacking uh, or slacking off here. But yeah, seriously. don't worry. I'm well on my way to being fired after today's episode. That's good. I was worried. <laughs> no. Uh, so back to cocaine student book. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Basically... Librarians, is that the headline? Uh, it's the more in-your-face student-found-cocaine-inside-textbook. Oh, I thought it might be poorly named book, cocaine, getting a lot of people into trouble, making <laughs> conversations more interesting than they really are. Cocaine-y fresh. Well, this, yeah, this, our podcast. This book was definitely cocaine-y fresh because Sophia Stockton from uh, Kansas apparently ordered a book from Amazon, and I guess it was one of those used books, you know, you can order used books on Amazon, uh, she found it used cocaine or oh, fresh. I don't know. It could have been partially used, but she found 250 pounds worth of coke in the book "Understanding Terrorism: Challenges, Perspective, and Issues." Oh, that is the kind of book you would hide it in, isn't it? Yeah, it does seem appropriate. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if people are 
suddenly you're going to have an increase in sales in that book on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> for that particular title. Yeah, if you're getting 250 pounds first. Yeah, why I is can... she complaining? That's quite cheap cocaine, isn't it? Well, I don't think she was uh, complaining. I think that's where this uh, quote came from. She thought it was maybe anthrax or something. She said it was, I told them white powder was in my terrorism book. And so I put in. <laughs> I put... Oh, shit. Yeah, that would freak you out. I put it on the table and they're like, oh, okay. And so we went back and tested it. And uh, that's when the police officer asked if the, she ordered any cocaine. And she's, and I was like, no. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Didn't know they were coming together. Oh, now I'm in jail. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did answer that one wrong again, didn't I? Awkward, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's our What's My Story for this episode. Yay. Do you have a Ranger V? I do not. You took it with the goat story. Okay. Well, uh... You can only have one or the universe will collapse. Can we have two? Because the Craig segment seems animal-related as well. Ooh, that's why I definitely didn't get a Ranger Vicky. I felt that coming and I thought, ooh, it's gonna cr- our website is going to groan under the weight of three animal stories. In fact, this, uh, this Craig segment involves two different animals, so uh, I'm really... Jumping in on your segment this episode. Oh, nice. Quick segment. Segment. The gator that ate my pot-bellied pig. I oh. need. Is that up for sale now? Is that up for sale? Um, yeah. No. Two this... for one. This guy is basically asking for help. I need help catching the gator that ate my prized pig, which so far you Oh, thinking... I thought it was going to be for sale so I could get... A pig inside a crocodile. <laughs> well, if he ate it whole, like some kind of a Jonah whale scenario, then you might be lucky if you... I was thinking some sort of amazing spit roast. Oh, now we're talking. Like, let me just cut into this meat. Well... <laughs> it's already pre-made. Let me amaze you even further. My pig, Rudy Bell, was wearing a very expensive necklace, a generational necklace, which was in my wife's family for years. Why? <laughs> Good fucking question. I'd like to there, Your Honour. Well, yeah. why? No, fair, fair question. That I do not have the answer to, and I can only assume the rest of the story only leads to more questions. The emotional distress I have from losing my pig is nothing like the stress I will receive from my wife if I don't get it back. It happened at the Blue Cypress Golf Club, and it scared the bejesus out of me. What is going on <laughs> Are you saying there's something unusual about taking your necklace-wearing pot-bellied pig to a golf club? <laughs> Not at all. I was wondering well, who's to uses the word bejesus. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? That's so outdated slang. Yeah, we're uh, watching him right now on Ben's new reality show, and uh, Ben <laughs> keeps neglecting the guy. <laughs> I spoke to management and they said there was nothing they could do. If anyone has found the necklace or seen this gator, has a weird blotchy snout, please contact me. Thanks, Jimmy T. So, uh, yeah, there's some identifying features. some terrorism books. I reckon. Like, Sounds like it. I really hope this story is true because it's pretty amazing if it's <laughs> not. Even if he did make it up. I'm so that there's not more details, though. Like, Well, that's why on. you have to contact this guy. This is a recent posting as opposed to uh, some of the decades-old Craigslists that we have in the past. So uh, you could still track this <laughs> necklace slash... So if you saw the gator, it's not too late. Don't yeah, exactly. time's passed. Yeah, well, I don't know how long it takes for a typical prized pig and necklace combo to pass through a gator. So maybe it's too late. But if you got information, I'm sure this guy is willing to 
help you out filling the rest of the blanks of the story <laughs> of which also, there are many. There are so, so many. It's the blankety blanks of stories, isn't it? Yeah, well, it certainly seems like it. I mean, I'm confused. So, uh, I don't know. If any of our listeners know Jimmy T or his prize pot-bellied pig, please uh, write in. <laughs> which I can only assume he's a listener, so. Do you uh, think that could do it for another episode? I think we're good. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening to episode 41 of Insane Ramblings. Yeah. And feel free, if you like the app, to jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash insane ramblings, and subscribe. Wait, subscribe? Like us. That's the shit. <laughs> But you can also subscribe if you go yes, to iTunes. Love us. Yes. Yeah, you can love us even. I mean, there's no love button, but you can like us and then express your love in other forms, which I'll leave up to you. <laughs> Feel free to email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Not met. met. That's the, uh, is that, that the metro? With... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my... It's my stop on the on the Tokyo Metro. Mm, Feel free to come there and visit me. Everyone gets their own personalized spot in Tokyo. I like it. <laughs> and podcast at insaneramblings.net for the roulette of insane rambling host email inbox. Yeah. And uh, as well as uh, subscribing on iTunes, rate and review us. And uh, we'll appreciate it. We'll, I don't know, hug you. Virtually. We virtually hug them. No, we'll actually come and hug you. Wow. See, that's the dedication that apparently one of our podcast members has. <laughs> I can't guarantee that I can hug everyone. Yeah, what are you doing for this podcast? I'm reading books and hugging people and you're just... Getting all the segments know, I together. I know what you're doing. Sorry? I got all the segments together. You didn't even have a range of public Vicky. public holidays and calling in sick. Yeah, that sounds like me. And uh, I don't regret it at all. Away sea boat. Away sea boat. But the other this cool is in Melbourne. No, no, no. This is in Melbourne. This is overseas somewhere. We don't have a Google around these parts. No, I don't think so. I don't want to Google your parts. Well, later. I've got a uh, sweet <laughs> baseball glove chair to show you. It's in ramblings.